Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. All right, chime time. Here we go. Three, two, one. It's time now for the BitQL Boston Podcast. Let's run the slate with your host, Mike Butnanski. Oh, everyone wants to know, where's Chris Scheim going to spend his golf money, Xander? Shawflay, Patrick Cantlay, winner, winner, British Open dinner. Nice score, buddy. Thank you, bud. I can't wait. Now, I got I got a nice little bankroll to roll into uh, this week for the British Open, and I, for one, am thrilled. was doing some early uh, British Open work this morning, checking out some weather. Uh, checking out some of the experts and feel like we will have a very, very, very uh, educated approach to the British Open, all things betting, and some DFS angles on Wednesday with Ryan Hannibal. Uh, note to you, producer, producer Chris Scheim, can you text Hannibal to make sure he's all set for a Wednesday morning record? Will do. Can do. Uh, Shoffley getting it done fairly easily uh, mm-hmm. down the stretch. Uh, we did okay uh, in Daily Fantasy. Shoffley winning was nice at 5.5 to 1, or 4.5 to 1, I forget the exact number. Um, and so, yeah, we turned the page. British Open looks fun. And uh, people that don't know, Ryan Hannibal works for BetMGM. He worked for us here at EEI, and he's a very good golf handicapper, Sean. He is the best in the business, in my opinion, Mutt. He has Whoa. done a great job for us. Uh, he he absolutely kicked ass uh, the first time we had him on, and uh, he still continued to hammer away good picks left and right. So I, I uh, love bringing Hannibal on. He makes me a better golf better every time we talk to him. Yep, and Shoffley winning yesterday took some of the sting away from Nick Pavetta last night. Uh, and, and look, I, I I have no regrets. There are plenty of times I bet a baseball game, and I'm like, I'm just wrong. Nick Pavetta pitched like three and a third out of five strikeouts. He was going to go over that number if he had stayed in the game. He didn't yep. stay in the game. He wasn't good. That's fine. But the strikeout thesis was there. It was plus money at over five and a half. We fell one strikeout short. But uh, I was okay with the bet. Even as going on, you could tell you had great swing and miss stuff, but – he was missing a lot of bats early. Unfortunately, Cora went to the hook. He got, gets pulled out. That's all she wrote. But five strikeouts and three plus innings. The thesis was was solid. That's yeah, my take. I, I think you nailed it. Uh, and we even mentioned how we were we were interested in the Red Sox money line and the Red Sox team total over, and we just didn't yeah. play it. And both of those would have hit. So yeah. uh, you know, overall, we had the right idea. We were we were fishing in the red zone. So it is what it is. Sometimes you're going to get it wrong. We were fishing in the right zone. We'll try to fish again tonight as they uh, take on. Uh, is the is the ray? Is the devil ray a fish? Is it a shark? Is it a mammal? What I think is it's the technically ray? a fish. It is. Uh, I think technically. Let's see. Are sharks fish? Um, sharks are technically fish. Yes, because they have uh, they don't have like skeletons. I thought they, they were cold blooded like mammals. I thought sharks were mammals. No, sharks are definitely not mammals. I know okay. that. I know whales are mammals, I believe. Maybe. I'm going to ask Google. Um, Is a shark a fish or a mammal? Sharks are fish, even though some people believe they're mammals due to how big some of them get. And, so um, they're, they're a fish because they have gills. Oh, they have gills, too. They have gills. Yes. So, yeah, exactly. And a whale does not. It has a blowhole. So I believe a whale is, in fact, a mammal. But a manta ray... Uh, I believe they are also classified as fish. Okay. So we land the joke by saying we can try to go fishing again. Get it? Try to fish in the right place. (laughs) 
Uh, actually, some pretty interesting numbers in this. So the, the the Red Sox are starting Brian Bayo, who we'll get to second. I'll start with the uh, the Rays opener and then their bulk pitcher, and then we'll get to the odds and some of this stuff. Uh, Mike Whistler is the opener tonight uh, for Whistler. the Rays. What's that? Matt Whistler. I said Mike. I'm sorry. Matt Whistler. I don't have Mike. Uh, Matt Whistler uh, is going to open. Throws a lot of sliders, according to Barrett. Uh, 200 batting average against. Actually, has good numbers. But he's allowed five home runs to right-handed batters. He's supposed to be backed up in bulk by Josh Fleming, who has allowed three home runs and a 366 batting average against Oof. to right-handers. So I was looking for right-handers, and lo and behold, there's one who we'll get to coming up as far as the game goes and a prop bet I'm going to play. Uh, today I'm going to play it on on, on the uh, pregame show as well. But the Red Sox are minus one and a half on the run line, Shime, at plus 145. Over-under is eight. Juice to the under at minus 115. Red Sox are minus 115. On the money line, Brian Bayo, second career start against Matt Whistler and then Josh Fleming. I will start with you, Chris Scheim. Uh, your thoughts on this game? Are we going back to uh, Brian Bayo's strikeout prop for this one? Uh, no, I'm not going to go to Brian Bayo's strikeouts. Instead, I'm actually going to go to Brian Bayo outs recorded. I'm going back to another outs recorded prop here. Uh, it's at 13 and a half. It's a little juiced up at minus 130. But that means all he has to do is get through four and two-thirds innings. I mean, I think that's plausible here. I think he was super amped up in that first start that he had at Fenway Park. Totally, this one, totally. he's going to be much more in, in the zone. He's going to be much more relaxed. I think he's in more of in a major league rhythm now. Uh, and, and I think the more starts this kid gets, the better he's going to be. And so I am going to have faith that he goes like five innings tonight. Uh, and I'm going to go Brian Bayo over 13 and a half out recorded. Yeah, I want more fastballs, less change-ups from Bingo. him tonight. Yep. Uh, that hopefully, the, the pitch mix is a little bit different. Like you said, settled in. And it probably helps that he already prepared for this team, right? It's his second start, but he's already prepared for the race. And coming off a start where you got Nick Pavetta only going three and a third, like I think Cora wants his starter to go as long oh, as good he can point. here tonight. Uh, he doesn't want to go to an early bullpen again. So if Bayo is doing fine, even if he's let up a run or two, but he's pitching overall pretty well, I think he'll let him go. The strikeout prop is juice beyond play right now. It's yep. they opened at three and a half on DK. It is minus 185. It's going to go to minus 200. Before. They'll eventually, they'll eventually bump it up. Shime. Um, yep. I suspect he'll have three, four, five, six strikeouts, but I'm not advising people to play this at minus 185. Agreed. You want to, you go into same game parlays. You can bump that up and play with it a little bit, but even then, you know, it's just the, they know Bale's a, Bale's a good strikeout pitcher. He didn't strike out a lot of guys in his first start. If he settles in, he's going to have four strikeouts in this game. Yes, he is. I completely agree. You're on the outs recorded. I'm going to be on Trevor's story tonight. Uh, Ooh, so Trevor's okay. story uh, is five for 12 lifetime against Matt Whistler. He is one for two lifetime against Josh Fleming. So six for 14 against these two with a home run. And he's going up against two guys who have allowed home runs and batting average against the righty. So to me, uh, as far as a total base uh, number that stands out over one and a half total bases plus 125 for Trevor's story. Based on the numbers in the matchup, he's a standout play for me. I'll be playing it. It'll be my month's big bet in the broadcast tonight. Heck yeah. Yeah, I think that's a good play. Um, I, Trevor Story always makes me a little nervous, to be honest with you. But, I, I mean, I understand uh, how you're attacking it, especially with the right-handed hitters here. Um, I, I, anything else in the baseball tonight, on the game tonight, Sean? Uh, no, I, I mean, I, I think the Red Sox win. So I also kind of lean towards Red Sox money line. I think they have a little bit momentum here. You got back to back against the Yankees. You ended up getting the split somehow, some way, uh, yeah, good which split. is good job by them. And, uh, and so I think you got a little momentum here and you kind of want to try and ride that. Yeah. I, I, 
I shouldn't step over that. They really did well to salvage two of these four games. Yes, you know, I did. thought for sure we lost the first two. They either get swept or get lose three out of four at a minimum. And they battled back on Saturday two or three different times. Same thing yesterday. Like they really, they showed some, some, some gusto. They showed some, some heart, which, you know, again, you can't, you can't analyze that. It's not analytical, but I thought they're just going to sort of wilt away into this uh, all-star break. They have a shot now to have a big week. You know, if you go somehow go five and two in this week, you know, even four and three, you'd feel pretty good on the road against the Rays and Yankees. That should not be overshadowed. They played really well to get the split and they have a chance now to gain some ground in the playoff run and prove to be, and prove to a high and bloom that the team's worth investing in, right? You win a yes. bunch of games here, Sean, between now and, and Sunday, high and bloom's got to get bullpen help. At the yeah. All-Star well, we talked about it a little bit this morning on the Greg Hill show. And it's like, you're at a point now where it feels like, okay, if high and bloom makes a move for an arm or, or, or just, a, or somebody in general, it feels like, okay, he's investing in this team. They're actually going to, they're, they, they think they can win. They think they can compete. And if he doesn't, it's telling me that it's like, ah, we didn't see exactly what we wanted to see out of the series with the Yankees. Uh, I don't have the most confidence in the world. We're kind of just going to bide our time and keep our prospects. It's a big week too. Abeo pitches a second career start tonight. Chris sale back on Tuesday. So this is a huge week. Uh, for the Red Sox, it starts in Tampa. You will be on the outs recorded for Brian Bayo. I will be on uh, Trevor's story over one and a half total bases at plus 125. One other note, we are now inside three weeks, 20 days uh, to pass sports betting here in Massachusetts. And uh, no no rumors or innuendo. However, I did like this number, Shime, uh, from one of the stories over the weekend. So they do these recap stories on uh, Representative Jerry Paracella, who spoke uh, before the weekend about he wants to get it done, et cetera. And in that story, yeah. Barry, Bearing that story was some numbers I had not seen in full, but the state of New Hampshire released their numbers for a couple of big events on what percentage of their bets were made by Massachusetts residents. Cause they can track that because you have a mass address through DraftKings, right? Yep. Um, so the Super Bowl, I think we did know 28% of all Super Bowl bets were from Massachusetts. So wow. a third of New Hampshire better uh, bet money bet in New Hampshire on the Super Bowl was from mass residents. Same number. For March Madness, which is a huge event for them, of 28% of their handle was by mass residents. And then this is their newest one. Of all Celtics playoff bets, right, their entire playoff run, 35% were made by Massachusetts residents and taxpayers. Christian. Of course, of course it was. And that's because we can't do it here. And you know what? All that money that people spent... <laughs> It would have been spent in Massachusetts if you would just pass the goddamn bill. It's not that hard. No. It's really not. No, it's not. And they're making it so much more difficult than it needs to be. Yeah, they got to get something done by July 31st of this month. Uh, so three Sundays from yesterday seems very unlikely. In my opinion, they will. But again, I hope this is one bet uh, that we get wrong. And this comes on top of a report that came out over the weekend that 71% of people who bet at a restaurant stay longer and either eat or drink more to watch their bet. Yeah, of no shit they do. They do. So t- t- they how about the mass, uh, the Massachusetts uh, restaurants that are getting zero from that and New Hampshire, Rhode Island, Connecticut, people going over, placing their bets, eating dinner, and you're helping out those local businesses, not yours in the Bay State. Awesome. Great. It's, uh, I don't know, man. I don't get it. I don't get it. You know what? I am excited for them this weekend. What? I will be in Connecticut, and I already warned my mother that mid-wedding ceremony post area or whatever, I will be placing live bets on my phone. I already, yeah, we I should, already warned them. We'll talk about that on Friday. Like there's, um, we do this segment on BetQL in the weekend called Betiquette. And there's some, there's, there's some questions like, 
when can you bet at a wedding? Can you do a sweat during a wedding? Like, can you have your phone out during the ceremony or ceremony off limits? No, don't answer now. Okay. We will have our own round of betiquette. Shime goes to a wedding on Friday's show. Perfect. Something to I tease love it. For. Can't wait. A very busy week here on the program. We have yes. a British Open preview on Wednesday. We got wedding betiquette on Friday. Um, and at some point, we got to bring Anderson in, talk some football as we get towards August. We have to, right? Well, he goes on vacation on like Thursday, so. Oh, and it's, t- it's tough for him to do that, too, because his work schedule. He's got to produce the midday show. Yes. Huh. Sorry, John. We tried. I mean, <laughs> we made an effort. Did we could, you know? We made an effort. Uh, subscribe to our podcast, folks. iTunes, Odyssey app, and Spotify. Subscribe, rate, review. Follow us on Twitter at BetQL Boston. Let us know at BetQL Boston on Twitter. In fact, we've asked, we may ask the question before Friday on our Twitter account, which has almost 100 followers. Um, is, it, is it okay to bet, live bet during a wedding? I want the people to weigh in before Friday. So maybe on okay. Thursday, we'll post that, read some reactions to the show on Friday. Uh, Sean, that's all I got. The TV was uh, put up. It only took an hour to put up. New TV is Look up. So go. The next step is now we're going to tear some flooring up. We're going to redo the – now we're redoing the whole room. So turn, it's turning into an event here. Hell in yeah. Chelmsford. Uh, Shime, excellent work out of you. Good job Thank on Xander Shoffley. And we'll talk tomorrow, buddy. Thank you. I can't wait, bud. I'll see you then.